the Ovix Podcast with the property expert. If it's happening in Upland, it's the place you want to check first. With your host, too stupid to win and thank me later. Bringing the strategy, news, and cool charts with all the data. This is Upland, where the metaverse goes down. Genesis, San Fran, Rio, and all around. Don't miss a week, you never know what they'll say next. It's the Upland Property Access, baby, UPX. Welcome, fellow Uplanders, to the Upland Property Experts podcast, episode 176. I'm your host, Too Stupid to Win, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Thank Me Later. How we doing, brother? Dude, doing awesome. Did you notice that in that opening video, like in the background, is our uh, block explorers? Yes. I just noticed that today. You see? At least you're paying attention (laughs) to noticing things. (laughs) Um, Well, I'm usually too busy, like, dancing, and then... And then today I was like, oh, yeah, let me look at this uh, video. Dancing or looking at your phone or doing some last minute things for the show. I get it. That's true. That's true. Almost always multitasking because it's like it's you're also like just getting ready, like mentally, like that's the transition period because we do the pre-show. And so we're usually hanging out, chatting, and then you come on like it's time to go. And then it's literally just (laughs) that that, uh, segment to mentally get ready and uh, turn off, you know, everything pre- else pre-show and everything else. Right. Cause we get wild in the pre-show. Yeah. Pre-show post-show gets wild. And then you just, you know, you can have the crappiest day, but that theme music hits and it's just a reset and it's showtime. So I always enjoy that. Pavlovian man. Yeah, I definitely. To, my mouth waters a little bit. It's great. Oh, well, at least you're not to the drilling point, but anyway, we do have a jam-packed episode covering a whole bunch of stuff that nobody wants to miss. Um, there is a treasure hunting milestone that was surpassed this past week. I don't know if you know about that. We'll talk about that in a bit. We'll look at some of the mistakes the Upland team made, and these were big ones. So definitely want to talk about definitely want to talk about those. Uh, we'll yeah, get- I had a couple of people reach out to me about these, and, and obviously we're going to get into it. And I was like, you know what? I'm just saying. Because we're going to call it like it is. We might lose our UCN. Like, honestly, like, I think, and maybe that's what should we, we should even call it. Still in the UCN after this? Question mark. <laughs> I got to write that down right now. <laughs> because, like, you guys, especially the longtime listeners know, we don't pull punches. Like, we are fans of Upland. Don't get me wrong. I love Upland. Um but but we call them out, you know, and it has been a long time since we've got the uh, message saying that uh, Dirk and Edan want to have a meeting with us or or, or one of the two. Something, like, you know, we did something Ball really bad when they off. both want to talk to us. But right. it's been a long time since and Dirk still listens to us. So, I mean, it's been a long time. So we'll challenge that today. We might have a special meeting again because <laughs> because we didn't understand something and represented it in a bad light. And in some of those meetings, we're like, well, that's not the way we see it. And this is how the community sees it. So, you know, we don't say, you know, we say what we say here on the show. And if we end up. Hey, we don't get paid by Upland. Not at all. So that's something, too. Um, we, we remember we used to get we used to get quarterly upbacks. What happened to that? It, that didn't last long. <laughs> I mean, there was like us and there's like us and Left House uh, doing doing shows and then you, you had some people writing you had like gobby and um, oh yeah that's because they were doing it for the writing yeah yeah so you had some people doing some writing Dude, people 
still do the writing? I don't know. Is anybody doing a blog still? Or is it all like video stuff? I think it's all video and podcast type stuff nowadays. If you're still doing a blog, I'd be very interested to see where that's going. Yeah. Um, Also, we'll take a dive into the secondary market. And they announced creator royalties. Excited about that. And we also have... um, uh, the hackathon going on and they released a bunch of boxes. So I got all these boxes. Like if I'm not already disorganized oh with, with my stuff, now I got all these boxes all over the place. I got to just centrally locate. Um, no, why they're all going to, wherever they are, that's where they're staying. I ain't got time for that. Dude, Alamo square. I, but you know, I, I did look at Alamo square. There's boxes everywhere. And I said, eh, it's fitting. It's San Francisco. It's. Eh. I, I care 0%. There's no way I'm wasting my life moving these dang boxes around until there's a better system to manage them. We'll we'll get get more into that. And (laughs) there's a lot of stuff that's just going to get you. Oh, yeah, add it to the list. Man, that wasn't even on my list for today. I forgot about that. (laughs) Because it came out right after the show last week. So That's right. We literally logged out, and then we were like, what in the heck is all this? (laughs) Yeah. So that that was catch up from last week and we do have Dak from the upland racing leagues um talking a whole bunch of stuff you know url in the house yeah so upland racing league upland construction uh, Dak does a lot of stuff for the upland community so excited to have him on the show and uh, discuss a lot of stuff going on so sit back relax uh try not to spit out your drink when thank me later goes off track and i'll try to pull him in the best that i can good luck <laughs> Oh, took me hours to move the boxes. Yeah, and then what happens when they just like reset it or do something silly, and then you're like, oh, yeah, that's horrible. Or oh yes, so much, so much fun stuff. So, without further ado, we'll jump right into. All right, secondary market for March 23rd, 2023. I cannot Um, believe it. It's already March 23rd. That's insane. I know. I know, I know, I know. Uh, Manhattan flirting with that 100,000 UPEX floor price. Just still can't go over it. So close. (laughs) It's such a good number. Like from a, you know, a a marketing perspective, 99,000 feels like a whole lot less than 100,000 for whatever reason. That That is true. That is true. Um, yeah, Bronx still sitting outside of the top five. Dallas, Arlington holding pretty strong. Not much moving. Uh, Oakland surpassed Vegas. They moved, they swapped spots. Kansas City moved up to knock Las Vegas or Los Angeles out of the number 10 spot. 8,000 UPEX floor in Kansas City. That's moving on up. Moving on up. Get it, Kansas. You think it's because they won the Super Bowl? No. <laughs> that is the correct answer. Zero percent chance. Zero percent influenced by the Super Bowl. And the U.S. dollar floor. Uh, Arlington is down uh, 11%. Other than that, uh, Dallas, that's interesting. Arlington went down 11%, down to $6.45. Dallas jumped up 14% to $6. I mean, isn't Dallas a higher tier city than Arlington? So yes. you would think that it should be the other way around. Um, but go Arlington, I guess. 
And Manhattan is under $40 U.S. dollar floor again. In San Francisco, the dumping continues by multiple people at $10.98. Get it. Get it. Their laws, your game. That's insane. Yeah. Um, so this is the difference between the UPEX floor price and the U.S. dollar floor mm. price. Um, Look at Detroit. Jesus. Yes. Detroit down to 4000 OPEX for their floor and $3. So there's only a 25% difference. I mean, that's crazy. Like, that's such a good deal for that floor. Wait, is Detroit sold out? No. Still, though, conversion rate to 4000 OPEX to $3. Now, I guess we'll have to wait when we see the um, the actual... Uh, whatchamacallit, Jesus. The markup percentage for U.S. Well, that's dollars. the markup percentage, the actual sell rate. Like, how many properties are selling in Detroit for $3? Yeah. Right. That's uh, something just Justin and I will work on, how to incorporate all these into a cohesive slide that tells us something instead of just a bunch of individual slides. SF is not dead. SF will never be dead. That would be like saying in 2021, in 2020, that uh, crypto punks were dead. Like, just because they hadn't hit their stride yet does not mean that they're dead. Just because a lot of them will never be used again, that only makes the other ones that are in use that much rarer and more valuable. So, and then if so. you look, if you look at the other side of the house, um, big difference. You know, Manhattan 60.96 percent for the U.S. dollar. Difference between UPEX and U.S. dollar. So there, there's a big gap there. NFT Architect says the floor is already up to like 4,500. Still pretty good conversion rate. Um, so these are the ones that if you wanted to buy in USD and then convert to UPEX potentially, right? Correct. I mean, you're, you're getting a you know 2x return on like New Orleans and Buenos Aires. Okay. I don't know that I would go up to – I mean – that is a great conversion rate, though. $40 for 100,000 UPEX is a 60% discount, right? Correct. So I think we'll see in the numbers that those those ones don't really sell that quick. But if you're willing to take a little bit of a gamble, I guess, you could, you could see some high returns. Yeah, if you're looking for a longer, if you don't need the quick flip and you're looking for the long-term gain, that's... Great market to get into. Um, yeah, even Nashville's a, a double. Nashville, San Francisco, Cleveland, Fresno. Oh yeah, lots of potential. Lots of potential. Uh, looking at the thirty days, going back to February twenty third. Uh, even though it feels like that was just last week. Jeez. Going back thirty days, Oakland's up over thirty percent. Dallas is up twenty nine point seven percent, and Rutherford is continuing its climb back up after its retreat, up twenty three percent on their UPEX floor. Yeah, so I mean, what I what I do obviously like here is the uptrend for the UPEX. Um, I mean, this is a solid month timeline. Not really super surprised on the USD, to be honest. I think. We're seeing more and more players um, wanting to uh, recoup some of their initial input, um, and so they're they're doing fiat out to try and get some of that back. 
and that's going to continue to drive a wedge between the the USD and the and the UPEX floor. All right, going back twelve weeks. Once again, we're seeing a solid UPEX floor, and you know the the red across the US dollar floor. Um, big ones on the US dollar floor: Rutherford minus almost twenty two percent, and Bronx down twenty percent. Um, but and don't the the Rutherford drops from thirty one ninety nine to twenty four ninety nine, while the Bronx is only six dollars and eighty eight cents to five dollars and forty nine cents. You know, if you just look at the percentages, you're like, oh, that that's not bad. But then if you actually look at the dollar amounts per the city, yeah, no, and I mean, I think, um, you know, it's a really big divide, right? And so we can see that the floor. <laughs> And of UPEX versus USD has really started to get rather large. I mean, because not only were we potentially at the peak of USD while we were at the bottom of a lot of these UPEX. So to see that change um, so drastically here over this time frame, I think is something I would imagine that the Upland team is looking at, right? Because this is not a trend that they want, I would imagine. Uh, we need desperately more UPEX sinks. We need, we need the value of UPEX to go up. Um, and Dirk and Edan have both stated the primary goal and purpose of Upland as a company is to bring value and to sell UPEX. So I think seeing these numbers has to tell me that they need a value injection and value proposition on their UPEX soon. Yeah. And going back six months to September 22nd of 2022, uh, Manhattan down 30% U.S. dollar, Rutherford 37.5% U.S. dollar, San Francisco 29%, Bronx 34.64%, Kansas City down 17.73%. You know, the only thing positive is Las Vegas, and they only went up 5.26% from $4.75 <laughs> to $5. $5. $5 holler in Vegas. Let's go. While you look on the other side, you know, Santa Clara is up 30%. Vegas is up 28%. Oakland's up 18%. So, yeah, there, there's a big disparity right now. Um, Manhattan was $56. Currently, it's sitting at $39. Yeah. So, the gap's really widened there between U.S. dollars and UPEX floor. I mean, it makes sense, especially when you think of the markup, because the people who are sitting on a lot of Manhattan, they were pretty early investors, Manhattan being the second city that was ever launched. It makes sense that there's people there that are trying to liquidate and have high markups already, because I think, did we already go over the floor, like the markup floors? Nope, those are next. So I, when we look at that, I'm going to guess that they're still making insane value propositions. So this is the upland, the lowest UPEX markup percentage floor in each city. So this is just uh, the lowest markup for each city. Um, uh huh. So again, I mean, that's good. I mean, 300 for Manhattan is reasonable. San Francisco is still sitting at 200, regardless of any of its other issues. It's still a 2X city. So that's what we're looking for. Rutherford, San- the anomaly at 571%. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't even like talking about Rutherford, you know that. I, I mean, I, I did see somebody on Twitter today talking about um, moving from 
from, you know, hey, Rutherford's been good. I have been cutting my teeth, and now they're moving to the Bronx to uh, treasure hunt. Um, yeah, no, I mean, again, from a treasure hunting perspective, definitely. I had no idea. I didn't, anytime you talk to any of the Rutherford people, they don't, like, <laughs> they didn't, they did not plan that. You cannot bribe the audience with cute children. I tried. <laughs> yeah, spring break. Ah, uh, spring break and just rolling on out, rolling on out. All right. So here's so here's what I was saying. The I mean, we don't have the you. Do we have the USD markup or just the? Yeah, that's that's in another. Hold on, let me. I need I need my arm back, so, girl. I love stuff. So this is. I mean, still getting a five thousand return on your floor that's insane well that's well that's the lowest i wanted to see for manhattan what the usd percent Uh-oh. because what i was what i was saying is that the people who are selling out in manhattan especially if they were the ones who minted it they're still getting like an insane return so if i held a lot of manhattan properties that is where I would be liquidating because as far as bang for your buck, it's the best right now. I'm definitely not liquidating any San Francisco while the market is so slumped. I'm going to hit Santa Clara. I'm going to hit Manhattan, maybe um, some other places. But, yeah, it makes sense that we'll see that USD now kind of take a dip. Yeah, Manhattan's at 94%. So they're under a hundred percent. Oh, really? Yeah, that thirty, that thirty-nine dollar or thirty-some odd dollar property was a ninety-four percent. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah. So that's a that's crazy. It's probably gone now. Yeah, that thirty-nine dollar property has to be gone. That's that's very shocking to me. Oh yeah. Hey, I mean. You got tax season going on. You got everything still going kind of crazy. So some people are just trying to trying to get what they can get. That's that's fair. Yeah, but yeah, as we this slide is the city floor upex price markup. So this is the city floor price and the markup percentage of that property. Rutherford, insane. You know. Okay, can somebody explain to me who's selling for upex under mint? What's wrong? Like. What doesn't even make any damn sense? Why'd yeah. you buy it? Right. Unless you bought it. I mean, I guess maybe they bought it. You know what? I got to be careful because maybe they bought it for 40% USD and they just were like, well, whatever. If I sell it at 97, I'm still making more UPEX. Yeah, that's true. Cause you can pick up, you can pick up a property for 50, 40, 50%, turn around and sell it under mint UPEX and you're still making. Still making a kill in there. Yeah. That person is in jail. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> oh, you weren't joking. You were serious. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so, yep. That's funny. So, bottom five city floors, we have Detroit, Oof. Rio, Chicago, Sao Paulo, and Fresno. Wow. And all we got the bottom five all sitting at $3. Yes. You can mm. you can see the changes. Oh, I, I should have put that together of just how how the bottom five city floors have changed over time. And you know it was just one, then it was two, now it's 
all of them. So everybody's just trying to get what they can right now to make ends. I don't know if I asked this before, but I'll ask it now. What uh, what do you think the USD floor would be? And audience, feel free to answer this. If there was not a $3 minimum, how low do you think people would sell properties for for USD? I don't think they go below a dollar, do you? A dollar? Dizzy, Dizzy gave me, I, I think that was a dollar sign. I don't know which finger that was. That was a dollar sign. Oh, okay. 50% mint. Well, that does, that's not helpful. 50% mint of a... Happy Jack says 50 cents. 50 cents. Jeez, what a world that would be. I'd be snatching those. Oh, absolutely. Or would I, though? (laughs) Would I, though? About 35 cents. (laughs) He says, bucko bucko nine. That's very specific, Levi. Like 35 cents. (laughs) And going back six months. um, I, I mean, Sao Paulo wasn't out, but. The only one above three dollars was Chicago at three fifty, mm-hmm. and then still yeah. second week in a row, everyone is under fifty percent on the bottom ten cities. Uh, New Orleans last week was at fifty six percent, but they they the were bottom. outside. They were outside <laughs> the bottom ten last week at fifty six percent, but they dropped low enough this week that they joined the bottom. Sold out. Amazingly, though, you still had some positive movement. Arlington, Dallas, plus one percent, both at seventy nine percent. There's got to be there's there's got to be an Arlington, Dallas cabal that we don't know about. Yeah, that's got to be what it is. Queens getting close to that ninety percent, up eighty nine percent, plus one percent for the week. Get it? Uh, three thousand or three hundred seventy five thousand and fourteen properties. Still unminted out there in Upland. Um, biggest this mover. always messes me up from the other side. I'm like, dude, Queens only went up 1%. What's this 5%? It's 5% of all of their available mints. Correct. Minted. Correct. Okay. And Detroit up 2%. Chicago up 2 Um, Sao Paulo, <laughs> they sold 44.53% of available properties this week. Good for them. Yeah, but they're at ninety eight percent sold out. Um, <laughs> look at look at Las, look at how ridiculous this is. <laughs> Porto sells thirty six five percent. Dallas sells two hundred and fifty four percent. Los Angeles sells two thousand three hundred and twenty five one point four percent. Yeah, still one hundred and sixty five thousand five hundred fourteen properties available in Los Angeles. But L A is banging right now. Absolutely. Shout out. Hyde Park Ninjas, shout out Sunland, shout out Lake Balboa. All XNet nodes, all in LA. Very hot area. Just saying. And that is true. You do have a higher higher minting for the challenge for the, what ultra, challenge? the ultra rare. You had three days to to get into oh. earn your uh you could earn three hundred and twenty five or seventy five entries to earn a ultra rare so minting properties per day so people are on no i I feel those are rigged just like today's emails um (laughs) oh boy so oh boy transactions for the cities that are still gotta make it to that segment yes yes 
So transactions on the mint cities that are still minting. Still some good activity going on. Um, nothing really, nothing really jumps out, you know, especially when you have these challenges going on where you're being rewarded with entries for minting properties. I know it's not a lot that you get, but you're having more people mint each day than you usually have people mint week to week. Yeah. I mean, they, uh, Upland has historically had mixed results from these minting challenges. I mean, they're usually good. They usually do drive the action that they want. It's often that there's just pushback from the community. I mean, if it's entries like this, I think there's less pushback because there's still a chance for everybody to compete. But the couple times that they've done a straight, like who can mint the most properties wins. Oh, that was a um, disaster. <laughs> um, I mean, I think I won most of them, so I'm not mad <laughs> at the time. I was, I was all about it, but, but they, I couldn't compete now. They, they capped the mints at three. So, you know, you can earn your 30 points for minting three properties, but you have a bunch of people trying to get their entries for their chance at an ultra rare. Yeah. Makes sense. Instead of just like, all right, we're going to see how many you can mint, but they got to have another something like that because those were fun though. Don't get me wrong. Though, those were fun. If you had the funds available and it wouldn't be fun now. Like, you know, we have nothing but love for big a, but it just isn't fun when there's and like, I hold myself to that category to some degree of like, when we put money in, like it's big money and it, it's not fun. And so I can tell you as somebody who now cannot put in the kind of money that some of these guys are putting in, like, I, I just go, <laughs> let's mint out LA, right? <laughs> like, we can't compete on that scale. And that makes it very hard. And we only have one Abdullah right now. Like, as the game grows, we will get more of these of these mega whales. And it'll make contests like that very difficult. And then here's the transactions minted out. And I think the uptick in secondary sales here. And even the minted out cities, you have some uh, sell-offs in some, like, Cleveland. What happened in Cleveland? Yeah, they last week they only had 152. This week they had oh, 325. Um, so it, it's still going on with this challenge because you can sell properties. Yeah, you yeah. know you're getting points for selling properties along with getting your points for minting properties, and you have property purchases. So anything that you have listed, you know, three, three, three max ac- actions, and you know this is day um, two. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Day two. So day three just started 9 a.m. Pacific time today and it ends tomorrow morning. So we are now into day three. So, you know, where you have the, where you have the advantages, people are going ahead and property purchasing and it it doesn't say if you have to do it in UPEX or U.S. dollars and the smart move there would be just U.S. dollars in my opinion, but not financial advice. All right. I like that structure. What was that structure ornament? That that was what we were going to cover, but first we're going to bring uh, Dak on. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we have Dak from the Upland Racing League and the UCC, a wonderful, wonderful place to help build out your properties in the Upland Miniverse. Got a lot to talk about, so I'm not going to go on with the long introduction. Dak, how we doing? Doing pretty good. How's it going? Good. Thanks for joining us this evening. 
Uh-huh. Pleasure. Pleasure. Wait, why Pleasure. aren't you wearing why aren't you wearing your Hyde Park Ninja shirt? I know you got one. I do. I was actually maybe the first one to get one because I saw him on the way down. <laughs> uh, I mean, I've had mine for a minute. All right, all right, fine, fine, fine. Maybe you got it first. But well, it I definitely got one. mine before you. It's definitely a mint one, so I'm still happy. Yeah, right? That's oh, so cool. Such a small detail. Anyway. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. Sorry. You wouldn't understand too stupid. You gotta, it's kind of a club thing. You just. What? Anyway, moving on. Wow. <laughs> wow. I, I, that, that wasn't me. I, <laughs> I have nothing to do with that. Oh, wow. <laughs> I see. All right. Uh, anyway. Um. All right, where to where to start, Deck? How long have you been in Upland? I started September fifth, nineteen no twenty twenty one. Okay, so been in about a year and a half, yep. eighteen months. Nice, very yeah. nice. Um, so and you jumped pretty, you jumped in pretty quickly once you started, right? Yeah, I blame Uplando and the Upland Cafe. No, it's, um, I, I came in, I did all the stupid mistakes that everyone who starts does, you know, like there's 10 stupid mistakes every new Uplander makes, right? And I made them all. And then I joined the Discord and, um, I was frustrated about all the mistakes I made and seeing how much I didn't know. And while I was there, someone came, Someone reached out about, hey, you know, why don't you check out, uh, you know, our Discord server? It's Upland Construction Company. I'm like, all right, fine, I'll check it out. And then I realized once I got there what they were doing, and I, you know, I offered some assistance with some ideas that, you know, I had. And what was funny is around the same time, uh, Mass Chef also got involved with UCC. So Mass Chef and I just kind of really took to it. We, we come from a professional background, and uh, I decided that I don't play Upland the way o- others play. And as a matter of fact, when you're going through all your stats and everything, I'm thinking, I might be playing Upland wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how do you play then if, if you're looking at the stats and thinking you're playing it wrong? I'm just curious. Because I don't look at the stats at all because I don't really mint. Like, I don't mint to flip. But I also think that that's the future of Upland. And I know, Too Stupid, we were talking a little bit about that. Um, I I don't think minting and flipping is going to be the way people get any value out of Upland in the future. Um, And I guess that's why I was attracted to what Thank Me Later was doing with Upix World. And why I was attracted to Upland Construction Company. And why I was you know, decided to create the Upland Racing League because I don't, someone um, on Twitter once said, how do you make $100,000 in Upland? And I say, not in, you know, you don't make 100000 in Upland, you make it around Upland. Yeah, and that's, that's kind of where it's, it, I think you can make 100000 in Upland. I think you can make 100000 There's going to be multiple streams of revenue and different ways to make it in Upland, you know. And even even if you don't mint a lot, you know, at some point in time, the potential for rental properties or, you know, you, you know that there's a couple of hot nodes going on and they have strong leadership with people that have, you know, 
more and more people are going to come in, develop their communities uh, to own some properties, you know, to have a stakehold in there to sell at a future date. You know, right now, everybody's still, in my opinion, early in on this. uh, And there's still plenty of opportunities and great communities to grab, you know, a handful of properties, one to hold one to sell in a little bit and one to sell later for a big profit. That's always my, that's, I like that rule of three, you know, one to hold one for medium and one for long-term flips. So there's a a lot of of the rule. I'm a big fan of the rule of three in general. uh, So that's pretty cool. But yeah, I, I, I just, I bought properties in areas where I wanted to be in and do different things. Um, I also like neighborhoods and, and this is one of the things I liked about URL a lot of the racetracks to me are venues, right? And those venues are community venues. And if you look at where the racetracks are, most of them are not in collection properties. They're not involved in, you know, and, and in some cases the track came first and then the neighborhood node and, and bigger and bigger kind of expansion. A good example is, um, you know, J.R. Wheels, what he did with French Road. French Road was nothing in Detroit. It was, it was completely unminted. And J.R. Wheels came in there, started minting uh, French Road because he remember, you know, he knows it as a drag strip. And you know, we were starting up URL, and now like all of that area is, you know, bought out. It's got uh, a lot of construction on it, and it's kind of created a little neighborhood um, out of it. And and that's one of the things I like about community projects versus the buy and flip mo- uh, models. Okay. No, that, that makes perfect sense. Uh, so what got you started with the, where do we, where do you want to go? Thank me later. Do we want to touch on the UCC really quick and jump in the Upland Racing League or? You're on mute. <laughs> Why are you asking me? I'm not the guest. What does Jack want to talk about? <laughs> All right. Tell us a little bit about how you got involved in the UCC. So it was on the Upland Cafe. I ended up getting invited in, and um, I do a lot of uh, customer success, kind of customer engagement, sustainable growth, um, just from my personal uh, professional career. And um, I provided some ideas. They said, hey, why don't you join the team? And so I joined the team, and then um, it was pretty much four of us that were kind of like the leadership. Um, And Matt Chef and I kind of have stuck around and grew it from when we we when we came on it was about a hundred and something people and we had about 30 spark involved uh maybe had done i think something like 60 projects well now we've done over i think mass set over 1500 we've done uh we've paid out over 65 million upics um we've done over 400 uh on the spark pool and even though there's a lot of other groups that have tried to do what we've done, where we focus and where we, I think, have excelled has really been in the, we don't say, we're not a Spark exchange, right? So if you want to try to just find some place to rent Spark and so forth, there's like three, four other places you can go to for that. What we do, and thank me later, he knows it, NFT Architect, they've been able to take advantage of it. That What we do is we really provide managed construction services and we, and because of that, what we handle is large projects or a large number of builds very well, effective, and easy. And so one of the things that, you know, I started when I first got into UCC is enjoy building with us. That became our motto. 
And the idea was don't don't make it difficult for people to do what you know what they want to do. Don't don't create obstacles. Don't make them have to chase spark people over. Don't make them you know don't have to chase getting paid. Don't have to chase getting spark. Just make it simple. And so that's what we focused on. And I think that's part partly why we're still here. Even though Spark Economy crashed, even though there's tons of competitors, we still, I think, provide a superior product in terms of managed construction services. Nice. And the Upland Racing League, how, how did that come about? So, again, uh, I'll blame the Upland Cafe. <laughs> and <laughs> I was there and I was talking to Elijah. I was talking to J.R. Wheels. And then I was also talking to Malice Sky. And one of the things that I kept hearing as I was talking to different folks was how they were talking about how they set aside 3 million UPEX, how they set aside 4,000 USD, how they set aside, you know, how they're, they're kind of like doing all these other things. And I realized the economy of Upland Racing is, not, is going to be a real thing. And what I envisioned when I heard how they were going to roll out racing what I, what, what I envisioned was that there was going to be a lot of businesses associated with it. So URL's concept was to become a marketplace for everything that's racing. But we also wanted to do it kind of as a leader in terms of being able to present the F1 of racing in, um, in, in Upland, right? And that became kind of our focus. So it really... It, it was really just, one, understanding that there was a real market, and one of the things I like to focus on is I, I treat these as metacorps, metaverse corporations, and so I really do see them as businesses, and I treat them like a business. And if there's, um, if there's ways that there can be, we can create value, that we can create community engagement, and that we can create sustainable growth, then those are the things that I become interested in in terms of supporting and getting involved with. And that's kind of... Um, from there, we just kind of started building it. Um, people thought we were crazy because cars weren't even out. Uh, no one had really even started. But I talked to Martin, and Martin, you know, we were talking about something completely different for construction, right, and, you know, for spark management. And he, he mentioned how there's already attributes, for, you know, for the NFTs, like cars. I'm like, wait, what do you mean? He's like, oh, yeah, no, we already have, like, you know, attributes on cars mapped out and everything. It's just we just haven't rolled it out yet. I'm like, wait, so you already have all that development done? He's like, oh, yeah, no, the, the team has been working on that. And so that's when I realized racing and, well, cars weren't that far away. And so I just I said, okay, well, let me stand up a server, invite some of the people that I was talking to, and then, you know, little by little we grew. We're now over 800 uh, folks on the server, which is nice. And the community has been very involved. 76% of those that have joined have been there longer than six months. Nice. So we, we're, we're kind of sticky. Yeah, yeah. And you have season one starting soon. We do. And thank you to the Upix podcast for uh, sponsoring race number two. Yes, had to be race number two. Too stupid to win race number two. Yeah. <laughs> and it's Portage Park. Yeah. Oh. Not a bad one to represent. PP yeah. Xnet in the house. There you go. Yep. And uh, and so yes, we we yesterday we had our one year anniversary event, and 
and we made the announcement right. of the race uh, of the race calendar. What's what was amazing was I, I was very concerned about doing S1Rs as our primary racing car. I was I was starting to look at dropping the entry point to S1Es and S1s because there's only 50 S1Rs. Period. Right. And trying to get 10, 12 people who own S1Rs to race, that just seemed kind of difficult and tricky. Well, Thank Me Later happens to have several of those S1Rs. And then Matsuda R has a few of those S1Rs. And then uh, it turns out, you know, we have Hyde Park Ninjas in the house who also have SR1 access to them. And then we also had other people like Sergeant Loco and Up the Dale who were like, "Yeah, I'm in. Let's do this." And so it was. Shaq has Shaq has an SR1. Dizzy has. She it. won't race. What? <laughs> I won't. I won't get it. She has okay. good reasons. She has good reasons. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. So Sorry. I mean, Sorry she's only doing like two million that. things, right? So you know, that's true too. That's why I don't. <laughs> that's why I commissioned out all my cars. Yeah, yeah, no. It was, well, and it's also part of your model with uh, URX, right? So, hey, it's true. <laughs> but um, so it was. It was kind of great to, uh, to be able to get. So we have ten S one Rs, which, if you think about it, that's twenty percent of all S one Rs are going to be racing in this URL season. Um, which is kind of cool from my perspective. The idea is that hopefully next, you know, next season we'll get 12 racers, maybe 20 racers, and then have most of the S1Rs racing. That would be awesome. But, you know, start small and build. Now, once they, if the cars start acquiring mileage, I don't see a lot of S1Rs starting to race then. I think they're going to just put them up and they're going to be pretty to look at and sit in museums and showrooms and be like, these are S1Rs. I, I think <laughs> you're, you're going to run into a challenge there, but I think they're going to have race cars more, More, you know. I, I'd like to see the racing expand to where, you know, you have more race-style cars themselves, and you'd have abilities to modify cars, you know, have the shops that you can buy upgrades for your cars, and you have certain regulations for the cars for the races. But that's way in the future. Well, and also the other thing, too, is the cars, um, one of the things that once that kind of starts to happen, what's going to be fun is the transportation business of racing, right? Because you're not going to drive your S1R to the track. You're going to transport it to the track, right? And so transportation, and, and once you start getting into, like, the logistics, like, for example, when I played Madden, I like franchise mode where I get to kind of manage everything, but not really play the game. Nerd. (laughs) Hey, Moneyball is a great movie. I don't care what you say. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm with you. That was always way more interesting than the actual sports to me. So, so, and then, so when you start thinking about it, that's one of the reasons URL was like such, it, it, it just was natural fit for me in terms of being able to create an environment where you can kind of create that franchise mode, you know, in racing uh, in Upland, right? It wasn't about managing the race and being the best driver, you know, and honing your reaction speed and all that. It was really about how do you create the business model around racing? How do you create, you know, how do you create a marketplace where all the vendors can come together? How do you create an environment where the logistics of transportation and everything else can be managed? And that, to me, was what was exciting. 
fair. Again, I don't I, like I said, I, I don't know if I'm playing Upland right, but that's the way I think <laughs> about it. Um, and you said you had some slides you wanted to share with us. Oh yes. Oh, oh, damn it! I closed them. Hold on. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, because I guess uh, it would be good to just kind of show real quick. Um, I, I showed them yesterday. I, but I don't want to be very sure. About, so while you're pulling it up, I will just go on the record. The second there's rumors of mileage hitting these cars, they're all getting parked back on my on my home address and will never move from there again. So I'm happy to lend them out until then, but they will not have a mile on them. <laughs> if, I, if I can prevent it, there will not be a mile on any of them. Well, and what I think is going to be interesting is um, when you have racing. Sorry, hold on. I got to try to figure out how to do this. There we go. What did Dizzy do? Chef, yeah. what are you talking about? I haven't seen Dizzy hasn't said Dizzy anything or been off camera. <laughs> and he's off camera. Oh, wait. Do you have a private Dizzy. feed to Dizzy Shack? Is that what's happening right now? Maybe. Mm, mm. I think I think you just exposed yourself. Exposed. <laughs> what? Oh. What? How? How is that? Po- oh, can you like save? Can you save them? Is that what you're doing? I can't do it. I can't share it. Damn okay. it. Okay. All right. But, um, uh, yeah, this doesn't. Oh, actually, let me see if I can do it this way. <laughs> Sorry. Dizzy. I don't know how this works. Is that Dizzy or is that you? Not me. What's I'm gonna, going on with Shaq? I'm going to say it's Jim. Not me. Is there, is there a way to pull up, like, favorited messages? Or did they, <laughs> oh, it, they just star them for yourself. Oh, yeah. that's stupid. All right. So, so that's what it is. I figured your game out, Dizzy. Oh, there you go. You have that. And there you go. You're added to the stream. All right. So that was just uh, some of the things I mentioned. And so the calendar is going to be this way. So uh, the first race is going to be April 14th at 6.30 p.m. UTC or 2.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. And it's uh, the Genesis Loop being sponsored by Upland De- um, Development United. I thought that was kind of a good fit. Uh, number two is we talked. Wait, why? Is- why is that a good fit, Dak? Because they're the Genesis Node Project. Oh, no. Thank me Those later. Fighting words. Oh. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> There's Portage Park, second race, uh, sponsored by Upland Property Experts. Boom, boom. The Thank Genesis for... Broadcast. What up? <laughs> there you the go. OG bro- Bros. Um, and so it's, uh, it's coming, uh, April 21st. Again, it's a Friday. It's at 6.30 PM UTC. All our races are happening on Fridays at 2.30 PM Eastern, 6.30 PM UTC. Um, our third race brought to you by High Park Ninjas. Get it, Ninjas. Is Gilded Gamers. 
Gilded Gamers is actually a sanctioned track in URL. And so this is one of the few, you know, this is one of the tracks that was sanctioned in URL that actually made it into the competition that Upland had for uh, getting a track up. So this is pretty cool. So Gilded Gamers, uh, Hollywood Hills Raceway, Hyde Park Ninjas got this one kind of representing L.A. Then we have uh, the Rio Promenade and uh, Diamond Autos and TMS. They're the ones that are out here, uh, you know, promoting, uh, sponsoring our next race. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah. Then we have our fifth race is New York City Racing. Um, and this one is brought to you by Samurai Aquatics, um, which I think was kind of cool. And then finally, we wrap it up by ending where we started at the Genesis Loop, and it's brought to you by UCC because, you know, there was no way we were not going to be involved right. in all this. I mean, finishing strong, I like it. And we do have some great silver sponsors. I do want to give a shout-out to Creedmoor. They just joined as our silver sponsors today, so they will be getting added up into um, – into this, uh, into our silver sponsor group. But you can see we got Mag, we got Spoon Devil, IDA, Be Happy, uh, Meta uh, Venture, the uh, Winnetka, uh, Barrio Latinos. So it's you know what I again, what's really been humbling is the support from the community. The community is uh, pretty out there, pretty involved, and. Well, I mean, this it, is big. I mean, this is this is like the first season of NASCAR, like the first season of F1 racing. Like, this is big. Yeah. Like, and, and you're taking all these sponsorships, and they're paying out to the racers for winning these things. Yeah, so thanks to the support of all these sponsors, we are going to be paying out over 3 million UPICs in six races uh, to, to these drivers. I mean... All the way down to 10th place, they're going to get UPICs. So now there's entry fees too, and so that is between the sponsors and entry fees. We're, we're able to create some pretty good prize pools. Um, I kind of mentioned this before. Early on, uh, Texas Ag, I don't know if you guys have ever talked to him, but he in real life does a lot of market analysis, market analytics, and so forth. And he did a survey for us and did a report. Like, I mean, he broke it down, and if you're into stats – it, it, you can geek out on his report kind of thing, right? And um, he, we went through all of these different kind of scenarios of why would people race, would they be interested in racing, so forth and so on. The number one indicator of whether r- racing would be successful was the price pool. So being able to really kind of bring the price pool together through sponsors, through um, the driver entry fees, eventually getting into advertising and uh, trying to bring in real-world brands. I mean, I would love to be able to get this to the point where Goodyear, Michelin, Mopar, et cetera, et cetera, are interested in actually seeing their ads in our, our, our Twitch streams or our YouTube channel or whatever it might be. Yeah. And, and then I mean, this is that prize pool. Like, think about that. Over three million upex in prizes. That is what most of these cars go for. So when you think about it, like you raised enough money to cover one of the cars in prizes. Like, that's a lot. <laughs> like, that's pretty cool. And we did that in about two weeks. 
Yeah, that's incredible. So it's it's it, and again, it's the community being supportive. It's coming in and kind of helping everyone out. Um, it's 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 been really nice to see. Obviously, we have you know the, these are all the uh, drivers that you're going to be seeing. Um, working with uh, some folks at uh, Upix World to create driver profiles, which are pretty, I think are going to be nice to kind of see them. I think that, you know, maybe a drive, you know how they have baseball cards for baseball players? Imagine like driver cards for our drivers. Nice. I think that'd be cool. So, ooh, ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, no, no, no. Here's what you can do with that because you can't really do gambling, right? So this is – I don't think this would consider gambling. If you had um, like mint on demand for all of the drivers, right, and let's say it was on wax and they're like 10 wax apiece, mint on demand, and then the winning driver, those NFTs get paid out a price pool based on the total mints done so you do you you can mint whoever you want 10 10 wax each maybe give like two wax of that sale to the drivers whoever gets bought and then the rest goes into a pot and then the winning driver has those proceeds split among all of the holders of that player's uh, card well then why wouldn't i buy all of the players I mean, you could. It's it, why not? spread my bet. I mean, not that it's a bet. It's not a bet. It's not a bet. <laughs> it's not a bet. But I'll spread my. You know, I'll, I'll spread my. Well, I mean, show a little bit of love to all of them. Sure. Sure. I don't know. There, there, there could be something there. But I just like the idea of being able to have kind of car uh, cards. Uh, I want to highlight the drivers. I want to highlight the people who are getting involved. I want to be able to also highlight the. Um, highlight the sponsors and the communities that are involved and, and kind of engaged. So yeah. yeah, finding different ways to do it, I think is, is what I'm excited about. So this is super cool. I'm really excited. I think this is going to get a lot of excitement back in the racing. I mean, we've seen a, a bit of a spike with like the last event, but definitely highlighting back to URL, like I, in my opinion, the best, most organized uh, racing related group in upland right now so thank you but i i I know i've seen what other groups are doing in terms of racing and that was one of the things that i'd like to talk about too is that url is not the only uh racing league and it's not meant to be the only racing league as a matter of fact i hope that people learn from what we're doing and they can implement their own elements and so forth because not everyone is going to get s1rs to race um uh, Elijah with the Real Node LA, another LA group, right? Um, they he's he's now announced that he's going to be doing S four races, which I have an S four. So guess what? I get to race, and I don't even get to race in my own league, but I get to race in his. Yeah. So it's I I do like that the community is getting involved. Again, my whole concept was really to figure out how to drive the adoption of racing as an economic engine in Upland. I don't believe that buying and flipping is the way to make money in Upland. This is another way that I'm kind of putting my money where my mouth is. I like it. I'm excited for it. I think it has huge potential. 
great potential. And thank you for all the work that you're putting into it. A lot of people don't understand the behind the scenes parts that go into organizing it, communicating with people, getting things set up. And, you know, you have your job, you have your family, and then you have all this stuff too. So thank you for taking your time. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we let you get out of here this evening? Uh... Not this at this time, but I would love to come back a little later and talk about a new project that's going to be more associated with my perpetual good in the metaverse uh, initiatives. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You're always welcome back. And definitely during the racing season, kind of want to get you back and update everybody on how the racing season is going and and what you have planned for the futures for the. Uh... Yeah, we might even have to make that like a mini segment each week. Yeah. Of the season. Like you just come on, you just be like. Dizzy one. I don't know. Dizzy's not even in it. That would be weird. He has an S1R, but didn't want to race. Slagger. You're like, oh, Hyde Park Ninjas won. Next. Yeah. Impossible one. There you go. Impossible. And I like that. If you want to come on each week and do do a five-minute segment to update what happened on the race and the standings and, and, and create some hype for it, you're, we can put that segment together, too. I'm all for that. And actually, there are going to be standings, and the drivers will be getting points, and there's going to be a champion at the end of the season. If you're interested, I'm interested in hosting it each week for you to just come in and update everybody. So we can talk offline on that. All right. But really appreciate the time. Really appreciate uh, you hanging out with us tonight, Dak. And if you have time, hang out backstage and enjoy the after show. Will do. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Take care, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for your support. Cheers. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I, not only just being a sponsor of one of the races, but I'm excited, you know, community came together, putting something awesome together. So, real yeah, great. I mean, Series S1Rs, like, the thing is also, this is going to be a rare chance to see these cars race. I think this is going to be the only time you're seeing them race. I mean, I don't know how long until they put mileage and stuff on the cars. True. So, I mean, I think they'll race until then. There's no reason not to. No. I mean, if you if you come back to back with a couple of leagues, yeah, but I don't think there's a long shelf life for S1R racing. Yeah, well, not in Upland. True. However, once that is implemented, you will still be able to race S1Rs in Upex World, even if you don't own one through the URL Arcade. So we're going to take that same fun excitement, much like how nascar f1 have their own video game then that's where the url are um arcade that's going to be on upex world so you can race an sr1 with your friends all day every day plus you can even unlock custom skins and all kinds of other fun stuff are we going to have the mayor on there's a couple people claiming to be a mayor so which mayor are you referring to Maz? <laughs> right uh if you're talking the only one who I know, like, is like, like, mm, I'm a mayor, is Russell. <laughs> like, Russell's the only one I know, like, would wear, like, I'm a mayor, like, button. Like, dude, he, he rocks it. I love it. No, nah, he, he owns it. It's awesome. And, I mean, dude, it's Portage Park. Like, yeah. own that. Oh, yeah. um, that's super cool. Now, what else we got? Structures, ornaments, manufacturing, plus crates. Yeah. Oh. The, oh yeah see okay. oh Russell. i knew it so we were right yeah 
you're sponsoring like you're you're sponsoring the race in his neighborhood. Yes. I think it's a common courtesy to invite the mayor to speak on it. Absolutely. He, he is a friend and and former guest of the show, so always welcome. Oh back. yeah. Um structure ornaments. Yeah, I woke up with a bunch of boxes. People have spent <laughs> hours moving these things. Mine are scattered all over. Alamo Square looks like a, a tattered battlefield with crates like just a bunch of drops it's it's wild it is what it is careful what you wish for <laughs> I, I always got the recurrier clock mm, um no i mean here's the thing i i'm curious when they actually come out with um i'm really curious when they come out with neighborhood ratings if these boxes go against your neighborhood rating. So can you imagine if like each one of these boxes was like minus one point, like they haven't specified, but like, I would love, I would love for them to do some bold moves, like make factories and yeah, factories, maybe even showrooms be negative points for the neighborhood score. Maybe not. They wouldn't do that. I guess you forget the biggest thing. The last race will be live in Vegas. Come on, Dak. (laughs) <laughs> you gotta, oh, <laughs> I was huge like, dude, right there. I was so confused because I was like, the last race is the Genesis node. It's in San Francisco. So I don't know like what you're talking about or the Gen- it's the Genesis loop in San Francisco. So, and that's why it's like, but you mean Vegas? Like, oh, like Vegas, Vegas. Yeah. Well, I, that's sweet. I didn't even realize that. What yeah, day is that on? Uh, I think that. Ooh, I have to look it up. But hey, Ron, well, Dak would know. He's yeah. kind of running the thing. What what day of is the last race on? That'll be super cool. The ninth. The ninth. Oh, so, but I think they jumped the gun with these boxes. I mean, so now they're just on property. This is great for people that wanted to create self storage. This would have been a great self storage to kind of. Put all your boxes in storage. Put your, you know, here's your self-storage for your Christmas decorations. Here's your Halloween decorations. It, it, but now you just got these boxes. So you have to find a property that you randomly don't want to develop in a random neighborhood that's not done to move all your boxes to. Or you take the thank me later approach and just say, F it, I'm leaving them wherever they lay. I don't know why. I mean, unless you're going to do something fun, like write something with them or do something like that. There's, no, I'm just not spending the time. They need to come out with better ways of managing it. I need to be able to move multiple at a time. I don't care if I have to be on my PC to do it. Like, I need more options. You can't just dump hundreds of tiny little things that I have to move painstakingly across the map, set it, wait for it to move. Like, no, it's nonsense. Ooh, JT, I put those crates where I plan on using the ornaments, afraid they're going to make us transport them on a trailer down the road. I mean that's that's not a terrible idea yep. of all of the ideas. That's not a t- that's probably the best. Yes. Um, just put a box out of that, and then you just need to be able to stack like a plant or something on top of it. Make it a plant <laughs> holder. Like put a plant, just like a tablecloth. You have to like buy <laughs> tablecloths to like hide your your stuff. Like here's a tarp. Just throwing a tarp over these boxes. So I was so- your boxes, TML. <laughs> <laughs> what are you you're like the hoa you're like these yeah. boxes are unacceptable <laughs> i think that's the best advice right there put the crates where you plan on using them just kind of store them in the back corner of the lot and Jeez. 
pay pay me to storm right well that would be funny if um there you know there was an ordinance right so remember how like they're going to give neighborhoods an opportunity to vote on things yeah i would 100 percent vote to say no boxes no boxes outside <laughs> your property no no boxes just out in your property you got to get that out of here clean your yard up Oh, and by the way, JT, hit me up either in Discord or on Twitter. I want to talk to you about a couple things. So, yeah, please do that. Oh, you're in trouble now, JT. Uh, imagine they do another ornament contest and no one has them on hand to decorate the neighborhood. Oh, that would be crucial. <laughs> that would. You know what? That would be a really interesting um, scenario of people, like, trying to transport. Because, I mean, you think Portage Park, Creedmoor. And any neighborhood in LA, like that's a lot of distance. So if you're trying, if you're like all of a sudden halfway through strategically, like, okay, we are abandoning plan A, we got to go to plan B. Right now, it's pretty easy to move those. You might have to call UCC and be like, bro, we need your semis. Let's go. You know what I'm doing? I'm putting all my boxes on my large factory property and spell out no worky because I've been down for two months now. Oh my gosh. I mean, I did everything they asked. It's been two months. I haven't been able to manufacture any more OG anvils, so I'm just going to make my boxes spell no worky. <laughs> Done. Please do that, honestly. <laughs> Done. Oh, my gosh. Add that to the list. Add that to the list. Yes. Oh, man. All right. Creator royalties. Are you excited about that? Tell me about the. I, I saw. I haven't had a chance. This just came out today, didn't it? Uh, yesterday, today, Cl- close. Yesterday, enough. Um, I've been I've been back to back. I saw somebody tweet about it, and I and I meant to go back to look at it, and I hadn't. So it's kind of what we talked about earlier. Is all right. We created everything. We sold it, but we're not getting anything on the secondary market, just like normal NFTs do. There's always something in the smart contract that kicks something back oh. to the creators. So the. Upland has the 5% transaction fee on the secondary market. 2.5% are going back to the creators on every sale. So for like all of our ornaments? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. Well, that's awesome. Okay, well, that almost... Which things does that make up for? Mm, Not much. (laughs) No, I, I don't think... I think... Um, that gives them a pass on um, the boxes. I'll give them a pass. On okay. Yeah, I'll give I'll give them. I'll give them a pass on the boxes because they're giving us royalties. Okay, fine. Yeah. So this was something we talked about. A lot of people talked about and said, "Hey, you know what's up with that?" So they list. Sounds like they listened and they're making changes to what the community asked. I mean, that makes that makes a ton of sense. Honestly, like that that is how it should be. Um, cool. So two and a half goes to the creator and two and a half goes to the UPEX pool, just normally where it goes. I like that. Upland hackathon. Yeah, we're going hard on this. Uh, UPEX world, UPEX world will have probably, I think we have a couple different things we're working on in this space and Yeah we are going to be turning up for this. So so this one is, there's three sections to it. 
Yeah, so the total prize pool is technically higher because right. they're doing 30. Oh, no, it's actually less because it's three. It's three for 10. And then but they also have second prize is 5000. Right. So you have the FIFA World Cup track and that's uh, for a new football experience. Oh, no, I guess there's only two. There's the two, and then there's uh, the other contest one. Yeah, so you got a $10,000 U.S. dollar prize, placement in the FIFA Women's Village, 5000 for second prize, and, you know, you're in the incubator program to help launch the project. Uh, You have the innovation track, and that's where it's community-focused games. I think that's really where UpX World's going to um, accelerate with. Um, Yep. Because they, they look at something as it encourages upland communities to share time, assets, play, experience, and anything goes. And it will be judged on the potential to drive new player growth. And I think you guys have the advantage um, being ahead of the game, working with Steam, where you're going to have these abilities to have these games on Steam that are based in up upland and it's just going to drive people to want to be involved in, hey, I can actually play that game that this game's overlaid on so uh, so grand prize ten thousand u.s dollars placement in the fifa world cup village incubator program to help launch the project runner-up prize is five uh five thousand u.s dollars and incubator program and then you have the design track where they want you to design the um world of football esports uh trophy and the grand prize is two million up x for that pretty cool Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're definitely going to be going hard. Uh, we have several ideas. I might even do the FIFA one as well. Like, I think we might have – if there's a team out there that's interested and wants some support with the, the FIFA one, I'm going to be running an innovation team. And then I think either separately or together, URL for is going to be running uh, an innovation team as well. So – and you have access to the Upland developer tools with the user mapping, the escrow services, and read-only APIs. Yeah, and we have developers who know how to use all of that as well. So if you have an idea for, like, the FIFA track and you want to work with Upex World to put together a proposal and you need help with that, let me know. All right. Mistakes. <laughs> Oh, look at the time. Look at the time. We're over. Ah, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. Where are you starting? Oh, where to start? So, Upland's made some mistakes in the past, but can you recall the time that they had two major mistakes in one day? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there was at least one. But today, today hurt. Bad today. Today just did not feel good. No, in Upland, and not only just you know for us personally, um, you know, we're like, oh wow, like I haven't had a chance at anything in a long time, and I opened it up and I saw that I was first in line for an ultra rare. I'm like, oh hell yeah! And then right. you know, in our chat, Dizzy's like, I got two, and then all of a sudden they changed everything. We're like, oh great, they saw that Dizzy got two, so they got to scrub the whole thing. Um, but people were buying UpX with the, because that, that's a quick, you know, that's, I, I don't know. I wouldn't call it a quick flip, but still for the prices that they were asking 
and what you could put it on the secondary market for, you know, that was an instant, instant boom to your overall net worth. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. So that just, again, like it's okay that there is like that, you know, the misstep on that, but like the fact that it's not that it got delayed. It's just that it, everybody was logging in and seeing that. And then so many people got so excited. It was like their first chance that they were going to get something. And then to have it go away, like, oh, yeah. And then like all of a sudden you look and chant and all of a sudden they're like, I'm first in line. I'm first. You're like, wait, there's too many people that are first in line right now. I'm like, right. How is this even possible that they're they're all first in line? Well, I kind of hoped that they had just like changed the the system to where they were just going to let a whole lot more people in like very quickly because we didn't have any times that were over like an hour later than the start time. And so like that was like odd. But I also thought, well, maybe they've calculated that it never goes more than that for something like this. So at 60 minutes or whatever, they're just going to open it to anybody who wants it at that point. Like. And so that's kind of what I thought, because it's really discouraging when you see times that are like three days from now. You're like, <laughs> right. Why did I even bother? This is so dumb. But if they I think if they like figured out a max, they could probably just do it. So but I mean, there, there were 13 ultra rare properties available, yeah. 13, which is insane. And, you know, some people are like and they saw that they were one on one. Some people spent now Upland is offering refunds to the people. But it's still just the hope of knowing that you're going to snag an ultra rare. Yeah, that's hard. You get an ultra rare. Everyone gets an ultra rare. Yeah, that's a shame. No one gets. And then the uh, Upland Bureau started selling properties today. Guess what happened? Oh, uh, exactly what we said was going to happen. Like, we're freaking bait them. Yes, absolutely. But worst off is they started going into general chat and just telling people that they were doing this. I mean, what what is Upland going to do at that point? You can put them in jail and they can just pay the fee and get out. I, I mean, that is horrible. Absolutely horrible. Can you get your shit together, bro? Sorry. That took, oh, that took me by surprise. Um, yeah. <laughs> yep. Anyway. Um, yeah. So, I mean, though, both of those, we said it was bad, and, and they're not, it's, it's their game. It, it's their metaverse. But we said, this is a bad idea. This is what can, what's going to happen. And that's exactly what happened today. And yeah. And then the ultra, like, how many times have they used this queue system? And I can't remember the last time there was this big of an issue with the queue system. So, and this is one of the biggest things that they've done. You know, I, I'd put ultra rares being up for sale bigger than the cars now. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, because I mean, it's it's on par with like terminal sales, um, and that's definitely bigger than cars at this point. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, it just, I, I don't get it. I don't know how you can have a system that you've done this many times to have that kind of thing, but it happens. Um, 
<laughs> we talked about we were talking about the Upland Bureau sales. I, I don't know what else there is to I, say about it. I like, mean, there were there were four there were four th- after the bureau minted them. They they were selling properties in San Fran for four thousand upex, and they were being snatched up like quick as they would. It's it's insane to me, and it is insanely frustrating on so many levels. Because first of all, these people who are snatching them up, they are they're bots. They don't care. Like they're and this is San Francisco. This is the Genesis City. This hasn't been mintable in two years. Like, and for them to just do it in this fashion of like, well, we're going to internally mint them and then just sell them on the secondary market for essentially nothing, um, and they're just going to go to sniper bots. Like, it's just insult on top of injury on top of like they're doing tequila shots out of the wound. Like. I don't understand it. They put the I mean, the properties are still locked. They're not making them put it into a portal to get out. They're making them pay a fee and he'll pay a fee and he'll snipe. Yeah, I mean, that's fine, but as a as if it's not dead. Uh, and that's still steal. About twenty San Fran properties sold for six k. Another twenty in the ten k's, and another twenty in the twenty k's. Those, yeah. in my opinion, are all steals. Yeah, it's it is like that's just not fun. That's not how you want. Like that's such a missed opportunity. What what a great opportunity to have a little bit of fun with some retro properties in a fun way instead of just chopping them up into this Upland Bureau nonsense and putting it on the secondary market. Like, I'm sorry, but boo. Boo. And the interesting thing is they said that they were going to put it up at market rate, and a lot of them weren't at market rate. So I want to understand, like, for the neighborhood, for the city, it it was just very strange. I, I am interested in how they determined what it was. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, I don't even want to think about it. I, it, it, it actually like really upset me today. Like, it just between that and the ultra rare, like feeling like, oh man, we finally are going to be able to mint an ultra rare, and then realizing, oh no, uh, why is it bad? It wasn't that many. It is. I mean, that's a lot. Fifty new properties or 60 new properties in San Francisco to OGs that, I mean, these are areas that we probably have wanted to mint it or could be connected to other projects that we're working on. Like it just sucks. Like it sucks knowing that we've been here since 2020, like January, 2020, like minting San Francisco. And now people just coming in now get to snag these uh, and some nonsense. I don't know. Silent auction would have been fine. I mean, even just like in the shop giveaway, even just releasing them, even just saying, hey, at midnight, we're going to release them, go mint them. But your sniper bots would have still got those. Uh, Probably, but I mean, again, like at least it's something. I don't know. Because I think sniper bots have a much harder time with that. I think a sniper bot, you can't mint... You can't really use a sniper bot to mint. You can use a mint bot maybe, but I think those are more difficult. Yeah. I mean, 
it, it, it was broke down simply, you know, it, it mints on the blockchain and they're, the bots grab it, they post it, it brings up the card really quick for them and they hit buy and they're ahead of people. So, yeah. Yeah. It, so if they change the way that they post the ID on the blockchain versus how it brings up the card, there's a couple of changes. Supposedly a lot of smarter people that play with that stuff can do than me. Yeah, but, I mean, no, I, I'm just glad honestly, you came on the show tonight because you were like, F it, I'm done, I'm selling everything. <laughs> I don't know that. I think I said that maybe I'll liquidate to support UpX World some more. So if you want some, if you want some good stuff, let me know. But no, I mean, again, I'm still, I still love me some Upland. I'm still a big fan. I'm still, you know, doing this podcast. But that that just hurt. Like it just it really felt like they are very disconnected from the community and especially like their core players. I think that's what just hurt me the most. Like I I get that you're trying to pander to a larger audience or whatever, but the reality is like there's some of us that have been around since the beginning and it just feels like maybe they don't care as much anymore and that sucks. Yeah, and there was Alamo yeah. Square. Oh, I wish no. you told. He's trolling you. He was square sad that Alamo Square got minted. He's trolling you. The square itself. Wait, what? It didn't get minted. Oh Jesus! You <laughs> cannot do that. I was about to throw something, <laughs> dude. Oh my gosh, that is that's super trolly. That's not funny. Oh, I I had a good laugh out of it. If we can't sell for profit, most of us aren't going to buy Upex from their store ever again. Facts. Yeah, you're you're not wrong, JT. At yeah, all. it was like, yeah, I, it's okay. Like here's here's the reality: the property game of Upland is dead. <laughs> like in the sense of. Upland is no longer really about, to me, property, buy, sell, trade. You need properties, you need community, you need to own some properties. But for me, trying to flip it is just a losing game right now. Go buy the properties you want to hold in communities you want. If you're confused at what to buy, not financial advice, but buy inside of Xnet notes. Um, But the reality is, it's going to be all this stuff around. Dak said it. If you want to make 100000 in Upland today, it's going to be around Upland. It's going to be getting into cars and moving and having a meta venture and opening up a shop. That's what you're going to need. Stop buying from the store a long time ago. I buy USD for around 45% markup. There you go. Yeah, it's crazy. It's the worst way to get UpX. That's true. It is now. It is now. But it's going to, well, I know we're already over. But, like, what's interesting is, so we're all on the side that is on Upland, right, playing it. Now, imagine that you have other sources of buying UpX. Let's just say, hypothetically, when you were playing UpX World, that you could buy UpX there. So you might have players that do not have an Upland account, that do not know about these conversion rates in the buy-sell trade behind the scenes and are just buying it at face value, which in turn 
does add overall value to UPEX. Uh, and then it also provides, if UPEX world provides UPEX syncs, so what you can do with excess UPEX is use it there. That should also help bridge the gap between USD and UPEX. I think if you are an active player inside of Upland, that you will likely see a point where you do not need to buy UPEX directly from Upland, that you'll be able to use, if you want to, the conversion. But I don't think it will be as great as it is now. I think you'll, you may be able to get a 10% return better, but I expect that to tighten up a whole lot more once we see alternative uses for UPEX. And speaking of uh, the layer two and stuff you're doing with UPEX World, don't forget to stop by and get your uh, test tubes and OG anvils for their effects in the layer two and the abilities that they'll give you there because they're still for sale and there's not going to be many of them made. So get them now. <laughs> Especially if they don't give you a factory to build any. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's that too. Um, but some of the things, yeah. You got anything else on that subject before I move on? No. Okay. So I, I did tease a big treasure hunting milestone was accomplished this past oh, week. Jeez, you weren't kidding when you said it's a jam-packed episode. Yeah. June June crossed 5,000 competitive treasure hunts claimed. Get it, June June. June June's an OG. Yes. And we did have them on Wait, the podcast. It's June June and, oh, uh, Z. Zha Doggle. I feel like, didn't they have, like, somebody else join? Was Sunstar with them? No. I don't know why it's in my head Sunstar was with them. Anyway. No. But, yeah. that That's crazy. Because the next, the next person is uh, Smuckus, and they have, like, 3,100 competitive treasures cha- claimed. Wait, and how many did Junjun have? 5,000. <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't even realize that he was approaching it till somebody told him at uh at uh four thousand nine hundred and ninety eight. And I was watching it, I was watching it, and then you know we had the kids spring break, blah blah blah. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh yeah, Junju was like, I wanted to snap a picture when he had five thousand, and it was like five thousand sixteen. I'm like, damn it! <laughs> I'm like, he blew past it. Uh, that's why they make Photoshop. <laughs> well, yeah. That's true, but I don't have time to mess with that. Or just put a banner that's like, congrats, 5,000. You don't need a screenshot of the number. Yeah, that's true. Anyway. <laughs> it's a very easy problem to solve. It is. Sometimes I overcomplicate things. Mm-hmm. Too mm-hmm. stupid to win. Absolutely. There you go. Um, also, we are approaching April, which is gives us two months out from our three-year anniversary of the Upland Property Experts podcast. So what I would like from our fans and our audience, please let us know which episodes I want to do a montage. And over the past year, what are some of your favorite uh, segments or clips or moments from the show? Give me the episode and and the time frame of it. And uh, I want to make a montage, but I need everybody's help because I don't have time to go back and look at a year worth of shows. But I know, I know you guys be like, oh yeah, that, that show was my favorite. So I tell you what, if your clip or piece makes it into the montage, I'll give you 15,000 UPEX. And I'll do the same. So it's 30,000 UPEX. There you go. That's, that's easy UPEX fam. Go tell us your favorite clips. Find us the things, give it to us on Twitter, whatever. 
and send me DMs on Discord. Slide or... into the DMs. I like Twitter. I want to see. Yeah. I want people to talk about it. Yeah. See what the plus that way it prevents because here here's a situation you don't want if somebody if somebody sends you a clip and, and then like it. five other people send it. Yeah. So do it on Twitter. Yep. Do it on Twitter. Do it on Add Twitter. And, and so find the funniest clip because you know, or the best clip, whatever it is, if you're the first to tweet it, you claim it. That's your clip. Yep. And so if it gets added, then you get paid. There you go. Uh, <laughs> this is my first episode after 21 months of Upland. So this is my favorite. <laughs> well, thanks. Okay. Well, there you go. Well, Mint your clip. <laughs> you got to tell us what your favorite part of. You can't just claim the entire episode. You yeah. have to. You have the to whole go and be like, it was really funny when, and I don't even know because I don't remember what we've done. No, you don't remember a lot of things. No, my brain has too many other things it's thinking about. Yeah. So, like that sweet, sweet layer two. Yes. Also, um, let us know in the comments what you think Upland's biggest mistakes have been. I, I'd like to see the, I'd like to see the, oh, I, I'm coming out. Look, the title of the episode for, you know, once we go on spot, once it uploads to Spotify and all that is still in the UECN question mark. So I, I just got to make sure I, I, I want right. to see, I, mean, I want to see what it. the community's thoughts are of what they feel the biggest mistakes were. You got to learn from your mistakes. We're all going to make mistakes. Yeah. Like asking the audience to publicly roast Upland. <laughs> We're going to add that to the things that uh, hey. LA full release is a good, is a good answer. Honestly, that I think was a legit, which is an interesting thing because it doesn't feel, it only feels like a mistake in hindsight. It wasn't an actual mistake like them opening up terminals that weren't supposed to be minted or visas expiring that weren't going to, that weren't supposed to, or something like that. The Cleveland release. <laughs> the Cleveland release, LA mint prices. Again, one of those things that is probably more subjective, but yeah. And I actually don't agree. I think LA mint prices are. I think correct. they were fair. Yeah, I think they were. I think a lot of people were shocked with it, were, but it was fair. You guys are just complaining about the direction of the game. Like so far, you haven't mentioned an actual single thing that like misstep of like saying one thing or anyway. Pizza. Yeah, like releasing, right. releasing stuff ahead of time, and yeah, there, there's stuff like that. But no, Disco KC. All right, and anyway, all right, we've had your attention. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out with us for an hour and a half. We do appreciate it each and every week. Um, no Miami yet. That is right. Um. But yes, thank you for hanging out with us each and every week. Please let us know in the comments other things that you'd like to see from us. Shout out to Just Justin for putting the data together each and every week. Really appreciate that. Makes my life a lot easier. Definitely check out UpX World. Join Nodes. Get part of XNet. And be safe. Have fun. And we haven't forgotten about Chucks for Charity. Still working on some details there. So that's still happening. We got 25000 and 50000 It's going to happen. And we probably have to sign legal disclaimers. But anyway, <laughs> everybody have fun, be safe, and we'll see you in the metaverse.
the Augur's Podcast, with the property expert. If it's happening in Upland, it's the place you want to check first. With your host, too stupid to win and thank you later. Bringing a strategy, musical charts with all the data. This is Upland, where the metaverse goes down. Genesis and Fran, the Rio and all around. Don't miss a week, you never know what they'll say next. It's the Upland Property Access, baby, UPX.